So what is Conversations with Coriel all about? It's a weekly series on a wide variety of topics, from the metaphysical to the philosophical, from the erotic to the exotic, from the mystical to the spiritual. It's all about showing you how to enhance your life. And I'll also be showing you ways on how you can enhance your animals' lives too. I'll be joined by host Kevin McDonald. I'm happy to have you here. Now let's have a conversation. I love that kitty cat that's on there. Oh, that's my Sammy boy. That she, that cat just begs to be scratched. It's just a beautiful little kitty cat. Yeah, he, he passed away this last year. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, Coriel Kramer's with us. Hi, Coriel. How are you? Hi, Kevin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good. Life is life is progressing in a myriad of ways, and it's it's uh, uh, a beautiful thing to observe. Good. And I'm glad. Just like for you, it's it's great. Uh, it's it's great that you're you're just continuing to to move forward and and stuff and and I love our topic for today, which is calm the fuck down. <laughs> no, how, how how to calm down and, and really practical ways that you can de-stress yourself and your nervous system. So I think it's it's a it's a really good topic. It's a topic that I've been working on for a long time. It I didn't realize even I didn't realize I didn't realize um how my nervous system was being affected by different things until I took the uh certification course. <laughs> and I was getting overwhelmed a lot during that time a lot and yeah whereas before i was like always pretty much on the even keel yes yeah, stuff would happen but it'd be like you know let her fall off my back but i was getting triggered like back and forth like crazy we were dealing with sexuality and i was dealing with the sexual shame and i was dealing with you know getting good with being a a, a kinky person but even then it was like it was surprising how it wasn't always just about the sexuality. It was just about maybe there was just somebody on the call that they just were, their energy was, was, would get me overwhelmed. I would start feeling overwhelmed. And that's when I knew that, okay, something's coming. <laughs> Cause it feels like internally, it feels like a wave that when you start to feel that overwhelmment. And, and then there were times that I was just like, I have to get off this call. <coughs> Can't I can't <laughs> can't do this call. Um, so it was is I started to understand my nervous system more, and I started to understand how to kind of regulate it a little bit. And so what I wanted to share today was you know some practical tips that I know of that somebody could do that hopefully will get their nervous system back in you know an more of an even keel so that then they can either deal with whatever they're dealing with or deal with whomever they're dealing with. We talked about toxic people last week um, more easily and just being with their, you know, in their life more easily. So that's why I wanted to do some of these things. So well, the first step I really believe is to, when you start to feel that, 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 Oh, something's coming. Something's building. I feel it. Usually I feel it. My chest gets tight. My third chakra gets tight. 
and my throat gets tight. So when I feel that, I start to say, okay, I need to start moving away from whatever this is. I may be, I might've been on the computer for too long. You know, mm -hmm. I'm on the computer almost all day. So there are times that I got to take a break. I got to, I got to step away from whatever it is that's triggering me. That's the first step. You got to move away from whatever it, or whomever it is that's causing your stress. Now, there are some times that you might be on a plane and the person next to you is triggering you. You need to get up and you need to go to the bathroom. You need to walk around. You need to do something. If you can't, like you're driving a car and your mother's next to you and she's triggering you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's happened a couple of times. So what, what you need to do is you start, <laughs> start becoming aware of what's going on in your body and where it is in your body. And bring your focus to that if you can, because you got to try to move. Even if you can't move away physically, you need to try to move away vibrationally or mentally. So just tell that that person, you just can you just give me a few minutes? I'm having a little bit of something going on here and I need to take care of myself for a second. So just do me a favor and let's just stop this for, for whatever's going on. So you got to move away physically and mentally or vibrationally. Close your eyes, breathe, pull the car over and breathe, go stand outside and breathe. So you can't, the, the rule of thumb is you can't stay in stress to undo stress. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna suck it up, I'm gonna suck it up. You're not, that's not gonna work. You, you, you need to stress, overwhelm, fear, etc. all are deregulating your nervous system. So your nervous system is, is deregulating. It's, it's getting like your breathing is getting off. Your nerves are getting off. You're getting very all out of control. So you can't stay in it, but you got to also, the other step is, and this is hard for some people is to accept it. You can't accept it until you, until, until when you can't accept it, you have to accept it in order to move on from it. That's what I'm trying to say. You have to accept in order to move on. Now, a question for you, my dear. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, actually, this is a like a 15-parter because <laughs> stress is <laughs> a really big part of everybody's day and everybody's life. But number one, do men and women tolerate stress, deal with stress differently than, than, than each other? Um, is it based upon is your stress level and your ability to tolerate stress? Is that by your is is that through your life experience and 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 stuff, or is that just all part of it? Because like when I feel like I'm about ready to lose it, mm -hmm. it's like I've got um, energy going through my brain, and and then somebody is telling me, no, shut up. Don't say, you know, but it's, you, you know what I mean? But do we all have different levels, triggers and all that stuff? Or are we all kind of uniform and all of that? I believe that it's, it's the individual. The individual dictates. Yes, there are some things that do get affected. Your breathing gets affected. Um, your, your, your thinking gets affected. Your emotions get affected. But how you deal with it is different. I... I firmly believe that coming from New York City, <laughs> um, I have a different stress level than somebody from 
Appalachia. Right. But I might be wrong. You know, I don't know. But I also knew, I also know that I can no longer, my I can't handle New York City <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I, I, I left in 2009 and I ain't been back and I ain't missed it either. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, you're dealing with noise. You're dealing with smells. You're dealing with, with, with people. You're dealing with crowds. You're dealing with, there's a lot, it, it hits your nervous system on a different level than, you know, being in, you know, uh, you know, Wyoming, you know, I, I just, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, I think, but I handle stress. I think I handle st stress differently, but I there might be some similarities to you and some similarities to another person, and just some people I might just handle it differently. My my stress level used to be um, off the charts because I was at the time I was a computer um, consultant, I was a computer um, technician, so I was traveling inside the city, all over the place. On the trains, on the buses, on the cabs, in the walking, it was a lot, you know. So, um, you know, I I learned how to the way that I learned how to deal with New York City. Well, I wore earplugs twenty four seven almost. It actually enabled me. It really did. It enabled me to get. And, and, and people think that this is all BS, but it is true. If you lose one sense. Your other senses get heightened. And mm -hmm. I lost my hearing. And people are like, you're wearing earplugs. You're going to get hit by a car. What happens if somebody comes up behind? I got super hypersensitive about the area around me. And I was able to actually enjoy the city more because I wasn't concentrated on the noise. I wasn't overwhelmed by the noise. So I would do things like that that would just calm my nervous system down. So I think, do men handle it differently than women? I think in some cases, yes, absolutely. Do I think women are weaker than men? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, if you can pull a bowling ball out of your hoo-ha, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's, you know, major stress. Okay? I can pretty much assure you that there's not a man on the planet that, would, that can deal. You guys can have a, a the ability to deal with pain at an enhanced level that we just do not have. No. It's you know and and um, but it, it, and there's also the difference between short term stress and long term stress, mm -hmm. isn't there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Short term stress is like what I was talking about when I was going through the the um, certification. I was getting triggered. It's it's another word for being triggered. Stress is another word. It, it there's there's it 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 stresses out the body. So something happens that triggers you, whether you're reading an email or you get a text from somebody or you see somebody's face on Facebook and their profile makes you want to smack them in the face. <laughs> um, like I talked about last week, but um, it, it, so something triggers you and then you start feeling stressed. You start feeling overwhelmed. You start feeling stressed. So this is some things that you can do. So the first tip I have is this is really super important. Don't try to stop the thoughts. Calm your body first and the mind will follow. We have a tendency to say, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. And then it, it just keeps coming because the more you push something away, the more it comes back. 
So, okay, you're stressed, you're triggered. Okay, I'm triggered. All right, don't make a big fat hairy freaking deal out of it. Let me sit down and take a moment to step away from whatever is, is causing my stress right now at this moment because I can't function. I'm fun when you're triggered, you're functioning at probably, I don't know, maybe a good 20%, you know, when you're 80%. And so that means you're 80% a shit show. So, so, so don't try to stop the thoughts. Trying to stop a discordant thought is only makes it more stronger. So the first thing you do is just say, okay, what is, is, what can I do about it? So then the next thing that you should do, or the next tip that you should do is check your breath. We have a tendency to forget that we breathe. <laughs> we really do. And, 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 and we, it's so funny because there are yogis who are, they're all about the breath, everything's about the breath. But breath is life. But notice how you're breathing. I know when my system I'm feeling it a little now because I'm I'm excited. So I get excited. And excitement can cause it too. Nervousness, nerves. So what started happening was was that I start to check my breath and I say to myself, "Okay, what's what's going on? Let me Okay, I'm not taking a full breath. I'm not taking a full breath. My lungs have seized a little bit, so I'm not taking a full breath. So okay, that's that's okay. That is what it is. So let's just see if we can elongate it. Um, check your breath. Is it staggered? I know when my, when I start getting triggered, my breath starts getting staggered. Okay. Are you fully taking in air? You're shut. You know, do you have like, how have your lungs seized at a certain point? That's my experience. I know when I, and I'm not, I'm not taking a full breath. And that means that I'm not getting oxygen to my body, which is going to regulate my, my nervous system and calm my body and my mind. So that's when I actively start to just like taking a deep breath. And then it's usually, and you could do it with me now if you want to. So what you could do is just close your eyes for a second. I know we got a lot of stuff going on, but just close your eyes for a second. And then just notice how you're breathing right now. Where is it? Is it in the belly when it should be in the chest or is it in the chest when it should feel better in the belly? And how do you how do you know which one is which? <laughs> which, well, chest, which which is a better way to chest, do it? The chest. This is coming from the chest. This breathing is coming from the chest. The belly breathing is the belly is moving in and out, and the chest isn't moving. It's the which one is it? And then you say, okay, now let's see if I can fully open up my lungs and breathe in. So usually I tell people to breathe in through the nose and then hold it for a second. And then usually I tell them breathe out through the mouth and let out a sound like, because ah, that all helps. So in through the nose and then out through the mouth with the sound in the mouth. And then just do that like two or three times. And then sit and notice. Okay, my breathing's getting 
my breathing's getting better. <laughs> I feel my chest is loosening up. My stomach doesn't feel as, as twisted up. Okay, this is good. This is good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> so then notice how you feel. How do you, do you notice any difference from when you started to now? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's a very, that what you just described and what we went through is a very calming very calming experience it's almost like a mini meditation uh yeah. that that you're 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 everything is in balance and it's calming and it's feeling you're feeling more like you for me i feel like i'm more in control great and that's that's perfect and the way you described it is a mini meditation it is and it's only two or three breaths and you're feeling better. What does it take? Like a minute? Boom, you're feeling better. You stepped away from the issue and you, you because you can't stay in the issue, okay, and, and feel better. You got to step out of the issue, whatever that is. It's going to, the issue is still going to be there, but hopefully you're going to be changed by the time you get back to that issue, whatever that is. And you will feel better. So you take some breathing and take some breath and boom, you're feeling better already. So the next tip I have is body tension. Um, you find it and you release it. Now, you know, common places, we all know the neck, the shoulders, the back, uh, the stomach, the hands, the hands are maybe clenched, but not so common places that you should look into are places like uh, but hold a lot of stress are places like the tongue. We, ha we have a tendency to have our tongue at the roof of our mouth. That's not where our tongue should be. Our tongue should be at the base, at the bottom. So if you notice... Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, because when, when your tongue is... You're tense. When your tongue is on the roof of your mouth, it's like it's like you're tense. You're 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 not you're not relaxed fully. Um, yeah, exactly. And I'm I had a yoga teacher that taught me this tip once a, long, a few years ago, and I actually it took me a it took me at least three classes to do it because I couldn't relax my tongue enough. I was always so used to my tongue at the roof of my mouth, I had no idea what I was like at the bottom of the, where, really? Is that where it goes? I didn't know that. I thought I was always supposed to be in the top. You know, and it took me a while. I was like, what? I can't relax my tongue. But you, if you relax your jaw, the tongue will follow. And then you'll see, you'll feel, oh, wow, man, that poor muscle gets worked a lot, especially in my case. Okay, I don't know about anybody else. That <laughs> So that's one place is the jaw, massaging the jaw and allowing the tongue to fall. The rest of your face, we hold a lot of tension in our face. Um, where else? The other places are um, the feet. Yeah, the feet. Really? Oh, yeah. I Are you, are your toes clenched? Are you, how, how are you, how is your foot relaxed or is it on? Is it like, usually I have to be aware of it because I have this seat and I have these, um, it's a rolling chair. So I have my toes like this sometimes and I have to relax my feet 
And that makes me feel better because that's the way that you ground yourself and you feel better in, from the earth's magnetic field. And I'll go more into that. Your feet, your thighs. Now, this is, I'm going to go into a little private area, okay? But the pecs and the breasts. I know that when I'm holding a lot of tension, especially at night, when especially when my third chakra is very infected and I can feel it clenching, there's all these muscles that are over here under your breasts and under the pecs. And if you rub those, you will be shocked at how sore they are. <laughs> shocked. Okay. I'm like, holy crap. And we never touch, we never try that. The, it's right underneath this area. I don't know what these muscles are called. I didn't look them up, but this is all because it's your abdomen. This is all your abdomen. So if, if you're tense and your abdomen's tense, those muscles are tense too. So maybe taking, you know, rubbing those. I have a, um, I have a, um, a crystal roller. And it's what, something women roll on their face or people roll on their face. It's supposed to make you feel better. But I, I can't get that. I use that here because I don't, I, I don't have the finger strength to really get in there. And that works really nicely. And you could get different crystals and they produce different feelings and stuff like that there. So checking those. Um, it's big. So finding the tension where it is in your body and just release it. Now, this might take a while. This might take a second. You might have to move around. You might have to, you know, move your shoulders. Now, I got to ask you, because how do you release it all <laughs> when, the, when the cause of your stress or your trigger might be sitting still within earshot or within eyeshot of you? And it's hard to let them go and to relax and to let it be and stuff. When the source of your irritation is sitting right there. You get up, you move a muscle, change a thought. You say, I have to take care of myself. It's not about you. Something's happening within me. And I need to just take a moment. So I can come back to this situation that we're, that we're currently dealing with, with clarity. You I know, have to. I have to relieve my mind in order to get back to clarity. It's it's interesting because there are some, there are some things there are some jobs. Um, the one I just left, being a bus driver for eleven years, is one of those jobs because you're sitting there in the seat. You can't get out of the seat. You can't move. You're stuck there, and then you have a source of the irritation, which generally speaking is another human that is acting not quite so human, that mm -hmm. is doing something that is either against the rules, against what you're supposed to do, they're not paying their fare, they're not da-da-da-da, whatever it is. And it, I, what I learned over 11 years, in the beginning, it's impossible to, to get rid of the short-term, immediate stress. You're not paying your fare? God, my boss! Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you do? I just... I just hit my head. <laughs> and this is another reason why you don't act out on your stress, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for that demonstration, Kevin. <laughs> you, you are so well, because that's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what happens when uh, you are in a situation like that, that 
that it is in, in immediate, it's in your face. Yes. And it took me a long time. And what you're teaching is exactly right. It took me a long time to be able to pull back, relax, not take it personally. Like, yeah. you know, and all of that and to and to breathe. And breathing is so, so, so important. It's the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle. It all comes from the breath. If you can, you that's the quickest way that you're going to regulate your nervous system is through the breath. And then releasing the tension. And then, you know, trying not to stop the thought, but just making peace with the thought and things like that. There, it's These are steps you can take. But the most important one is breath. So I wanted, I needed to ask you also, because um, it seems to me, and this is something that I learned in my, in my time um, as a bus driver, is if you know ahead of time that you're going to be dealing with a stressful situation and it's going to be coming at you, you talk about the steps that you can take prior to getting triggered to avoid getting triggered. Okay, I didn't write any of this down, so I'm going to wing it. Okay. Of course, that's that's because so, you are that good, my dear, that you can you can take care of that because you're from New York. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to wing it. So one of the things that you can do, if you know, is set your intention. And I know we talked about this in previous shows, and I know it sounds like woo woo. BS, but, but intention setting is really important. You said you have no problem. People have no freaking problem setting their intention for their day to become a shit show. It's going to suck. It's going to suck big. This is going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be really bad. I got to work with traffic. I got to work with people. I got to work with animals. I got to work with animals in traffic and people in traffic. I don't know. You know, it's like we have no problem setting that up. So why don't you do the opposite? Take a moment and say, my day is going to be easy. I'm going to meet people that are going to be nice to me. I can be nice to them that I can share that moment with. I'm going to be able to not hit any traffic, even though I'm driving in traffic. I'm not going to hit any traffic. I've done this so many times. Okay. And it was supposed to be traffic and there was no traffic. Um, there's going to be, you know, but you, you set the intention for as general or as broad as you want it to. I'm going to set the intention. If this, if your mind does not scream BS. Okay. If your mind screams BS, then you're not using the right words. So setting your intention. So you can't say, I'm going to have a great time and there's going to be a Elvis impersonator that comes on on my third stop and he's going to sing me, you know, I don't know, an Elvis song, uh, whatever the Elvis songs are. And, and he's going to be great. And then I'm going to meet a Mickey Mouse character and he's going to get on the bus. I mean, you can't, that your mind is screaming bullshit. Really, really. <laughs> so, but having, using words, setting your intention, wearing aromatherapy oils that calm you. Lavender. I don't like lavender. I don't like lavender. But there are very there's earthy smells I like. I like bergamot. Um, I like uh I like sandalwood. 
Um, I like uh, citrus. I like grapefruit and, and aloe. And yeah, so it's finding a, a smell that when you smell that is going to calm your nervous system. That's that's some things that you can do, you know, and also is the fact that, you know, sending light to that person to com or calming light to that person. I talked about this on my Facebook page with a, I did this with a dog by the name of Sydney and Sydney was freaking out. OK, his and he was, you know, he was freaking out to the point where he was almost passing out. So I told him how to calm himself with light. And he's much calmer now. He calms himself. His mom calms him. Using calming light, not to trap that person and protect yourself from that person, but to just send them love and calm if they're agitated. What did what does what what color represents calm to you? Sending it to them, sending understanding and compassion and empathy. Understanding that this person, yes, is a butthead, but is also a child of God. There's a there's a part of God in him some or her somewhere. Okay, somewhere there's a spark. Mm -hmm. She might have lost it somewhere between you know here and the subway. I don't know, but she's got a spark of God in her, and I'm going to send light to that spark. So there are some things that you can do that if you can't get out of the situation, you can always take your power back. I don't believe that there is something that is so important. Well, that's not true. If your baby is in a situation where she's, you know, whatever, yeah, you're going to be stressed, but that might be good because the adrenaline is, you're going to be able to lift the car up off the baby. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't believe truly that there is any situation that you can't de-stress yourself from. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. I love, I love the uh, setting the intention part. Because every day I were I I was working with a group of three thousand drivers, and every day I would see people come to work, and they were prepared. It was like it was like they were going to be a gladiator, and they had picked up their sword, they picked up their shield, put on their helmet, and they're ready to go to fucking war with these people. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm not going to allow them to treat me the way that. If you just looked at it and said, number one, I don't care. Number two, I'm going to have a good day because it's too, it takes too much effort to have a shitty day. In my world, it takes a whole lot more effort to have a crappy day than it does to have a good day um, and stuff. But, but you're right. The, the bus drivers that were successful use that technique sure. every day they walked into work. Of course. And it's also about, you know, appreciating. So if you're in a situation you can't get out of, you're on a plane and the person next to you is an asshat or whatever. I don't know. You could still get up and walk away. But what I'm saying is, is that find things to appreciate. That's a huge way of also, you know, setting it up and, and setting it up for, for your nervous system. Cause you, you're going to feel good. Even if it's little stuff, I don't care. Oh, I'm on a plane. I'm going to Hawaii. Wow. First time, it's awesome. Yeah, I got the guy next to me. But you know something? I'm not going to see him in Hawaii, so I'm okay. That's another thing to appreciate. You know, go down the list. Your your car, your dog, your cat, your, your friends, and why you love your friends so much and what they bring to the program. Blow it up. We're so good at blowing up the crap. 
Let's blow up the good stuff. So another tip that you can do is ground. Why? I talk about grounding all the time because it has been scientifically proven that you, we are part of this earth and we are attached to the magnetic field of this earth and we are grounded. When we are grounded to this earth, we are in balance because we are connected to spirit through our crown chakra. And then we are connected to the earth through our feet. So what that means is, is that we're in balance. We're not out of balance. We're in balance. So our mind quiets, our thoughts become more positive. We start to feel better. We start to feel calmer. We start to feel that all is well. We start to feel our worthiness. We start to feel good. And that's why grounding is so important. So what I do is I tell people, if you are in a plane at 20, hundred million thousand feet up and you, <laughs> and you can't ground, okay, you can still ground. So what you do is you envision your, you feel your feet on the floor of the plane or the train or the automobile or the boat. I don't care. And you just see these beautiful white roots. I like the word. I like the color white. You can use purple. You can use pink. Pink. I like pink. You can use pink and just see them coming out of the soles of your feet and touching the going down to the earth. And the minute it touches the earth, no matter where it is, okay, and these these roots just keep on unfolding. So you can be, you know, doing, you know, uh, you know, flying around the world in 80 days, and you can still have these roots because they just unravel their energy. Just see them touching and immediately notice if you notice your breathing because your breathing will calm and your mind becomes quieter. And then it's it's about doing things that make you feel like you're connected to this earth because that's in balance and that's when you are in alignment. You can also keep crystals in your pocket. Keep crystals. I got, I've got crystals all over the place. I got crystals up the wazoo. So I got, I got, I carry them. I carry them in my purse. I carry them in my backpack. I carry them in my, 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 uh, my waist pack. I, I have crystals, have them with you. Um, that's, that's, that, that will help you. That will clear you. That will clear and, and regulate your nervous system as well. So, you know, it's interesting when you say that, because it also gives you, at least it gives me, when I have um, positive affirmations, when I in, intentionally set my day up to be positive mm -hmm. and, and to be successful, it gives me a power that doesn't happen any other way, because then I am feeling in control, not of anybody else. I'm in control of how I respond to whatever comes my way. And if I can respond in a positive way, then I don't go there with the stress stuff because I don't need to. You don't and, vibrate it. You don't, you're, you're, you're shushing down the slopes. Yes. As opposed to going down the slope. 
you know. <laughs> and I've and, done both. And and you're you're like this, and you're meeting the right people, and they're meeting the right people, and you're you're inspiring people, and you're being inspired by people, and you're 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 got your business is doing great, and everything is is coming up roses, and you're la di da la 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 la, you know. It's like that's the way we're supposed to be. That's why we came here. You can't do this in non-physical. Non-physical is non-physical. It's instantaneous. Okay. Here you have to you have to work with your environment in order to get what you want. You have to, in order to get what you want, you've got to be in alignment with him. And if you're staring at how awful something is, that's all you're gonna see. Oh my God. This is awful. I can't believe how awful this is. This is horrible. I'm stressed. I'm so stressed. But if you say to yourself, hang on a second, I'm going to put some distance between me and whatever it is that's causing me that stress. Then you can say, oh, it's my hand in front of my face. And I thought I thought it was like somebody's like, uh, you know, button my face and it's my hand. It's my own hand. Oh, okay. That's not so awful. Okay. <laughs> You know, but we we have to make a habit of it. Yes. It's not, we can't just expect it to happen once and that's it. Nope. We've made a habit of feeling crappy. And we made a habit of saying things are awful and calling yourself stupid and all this kind of stuff. So now you got to put on the brakes and you got to make it the other thing a habit. And you got to care enough to do that. So, and again, you got to care enough about yourself to say, hang on a second, not sit there and talk to this person when you want to smack them in the face. You got to say to yourself, hang on a second. I need to take a step back because I'm not hearing you and I'm not feeling heard. So this is not helping either one of us. So let me just take a moment and just step away from this situation. And I suggest maybe you do the same if you feel like it, but if you don't, that's your business, but I'm certainly going to do that because that's caring for you. And all, for yeah. And it also opens up the dialogue. It opens up the conversation as yeah. well, because then that gives space for them to step back and to reanalyze what they were doing or saying or right. being and gives you the same opportunity right. um that's that's beautiful advice that's that's that really is good thank you thank you you're welcome so remember you can't stay in the stress and get out of the stress you have to get out you have to move i can't you know we've all met these people that are like you know you talked about the bus drivers but you know we all met these people that are like dude you need to just chill out a second. Go outside and you know, you know, get a coke or something, man. Just, just take it. Just breathe, brother. Breathe. You're freaking me out. You know, <laughs> your stress is freaking me out. Or, or so, but they're in it. Can't do it. Can't take a break. It's like, breathe. Have you, have you ever, have you ever had somebody say that to you? What I have. What. <laughs> Calm down, you're freaking me out. <laughs> I, 
I, I, no, usually I'm the one that says it. Calm down, man. You're freaking me out. Okay. Oh, so. I, no, I was driving the bus one day, and this, and this guy comes up and says, hey, can I get another transfer? Now, a transfer is uh, something that they can ride another bus. It's right. a piece of paper that costs nothing. And I and I was like, I'm not going to give you another transfer. And, and he was like, hey, dude, calm down. You're freaking me out. <laughs> and I, then, then so he made me laugh. And then I, I, I was kind of. He was like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay." And and stuff. But but you need that. that and I think humor also helps. Of course, um, absolutely, absolutely. But not everybody. Not when you're in it, it's kind of fun, funny. Nothing is funny when you're in it. It's yeah. when it's. it's when I mean, when when I love him, I love him. But my orange ginger, when he and I told him this this morning, it's like, you push my buttons. <laughs> you are a direct and demanding rule breaker. And you push my buttons. But it doesn't mean I don't love you. Okay. When I tell you, you have to get the hell out and take a time out outside because I can't handle you right now. You're triggered. You're triggering me. You're freaking me out, dude. Okay. <laughs> so. It did, you know, it's about loving yourself and loving loving the other human being enough to say, hang on a second, you know something, I'm this is not helping me, it's not helping you. And also I apologize because I got triggered. I got triggered and I took it out on you, and that's what we usually do. So another tip that you can do, and this is really easy, not always, but I love music. Mm. I have I don't even know how many playlists on Spotify. Okay, I used to do Pandora, but Spotify is cooler because it does shuffle and Pandora never did shuffle and I can't understand why. So um, music sues, the mental beast. Get things like binaural beats. Okay, these are frequencies. You know, they, they go at a certain megahertz and the different megahertzes will activate different things. There's uh, inner child, uh, there's, there's the crown chakra, there's the root chakra, which is all about security and safety. So if we're not grounded, we need to listen to some music that's going to do that. I mean, I have music for everything. Of course, I have my heavy metal and I have this and that, but I've got like um, playlists that are crystal singing bowls. I got raga music, which is this Indian sitaran music. Tobla, which is the, the drum. I have the chanting music. I have kora, which is Afri African guitar, which is very peaceful. Um, I have all different kinds of music that I need to listen to um, that really help me regulate my nervous system and calm the hell down. Now, here's the thing. I found that this is very important. I don't know if other people have found this the same, but I need, I can't, that, the reason I have so many playlists is because there are some days that I just want to listen to a crystal singing bowl that gets me and I'm good. There are other days that if I try to listen to, I know if I try to listen to the, the sitar music because it's very high pitched, 
it's annoying me. It's not doing it. But there are other days that I, I jones for a good sitar music, Ravi Shankar or something else like that there. Or there's some days that the core music is a little bit too much, but I can listen to the binaural beats. So you have to just know that there's different music for different occasions. And you need to expand yourself a little bit because what happens, I believe, what tends what is a tendency to happen with people is they'll always listen to the same kind of music. And then some days they'll be like, well, I must be a real shit show because that music that I usually love is annoying the hell out of me. That's because you, you it's too, it might be trying to take you too high. The sitar music is very high vibrational, very crown chakra, third eye. There's sometimes I just need my root chakra, just I need to feel secure and safe. Or I need my third chakra. And that's too high. It's it's just too much of a leap. So make sure that you listen to the music. The music, how does the music make you feel when you listen to it? Okay, because that's going to tell you whether you need to keep listening to that music and it's working or it's not working. Got to feel right. How long have you been listening to different types of music to be able to even know whether... They All my life. All my life. I grew up with music. I grew up in a very musical household. My aunt is a jazz singer. Um, so we. I, I used to go to clubs when I was a kid. Um, my dad loved music. All different kinds of music. Um, my mom loved music. She was extremely open to all different kinds of music from whale songs to Bob Dylan to the Beatles to, you know, um, uh, folk music and all different kinds of music. There is very little music that I listen to now uh, that the uh, very little music that's out there that I don't like. By the way, Susan Snyder says a tip for parents triggered by your kids, hug them when you want to kill them. Just make sure they're still breathing. Uh, give yourself a timeout first if needed. <laughs> That's probably not a bad idea. And then uh, reconnection. Uh, what do you think? I I think that's really cool. Um, uh, I think that it, it goes really well into, I'm just looking for something that came up today because she talks about it. I think, yeah, but I mean, if you're triggered by your kid, uh, you know, if you, your kids are going to go through stuff, man, it's just going to happen. So, you know, you got to just make sure that you're, you're in balance. That's that you're in balance before you, you take on the situation. That's basically what Abraham was talking about today. I got an Abraham quote and Abraham uh, said, if we were giving one encouragement to parents, it would be deliberately choose your emotional disc your alignment with who you really are, and then talk to your kids. Don't let the subject at hand be the reason for choosing your emotional disc. Don't let the fact that they have been misbehaved or disobedient be the reason that you feel, or disobeyed, uh, be the reason that you feel the way you do. You gotta make yourself feel good first before you can take care of the situation. It's exactly what I've been saying. You can't you can't tell your you can't be freaked out that your kids stayed out late all night and they're screaming or or they're running around like crazy pants and you can't say stop it because that's not going to that's going to get you all you're stressed out you could 
you got to get yourself feeling good first before you can help somebody else feel good. It's common sense. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. And, and that's one of those, your children are one of those things that it just pops up at the last minute. So you need to prepare ahead of time for dealing with those little monsters because sometimes they can be little monsters and uh, and, and and stuff. So yeah, know, and if somebody says that the kid's not a monster, you're crazy. There's a time feed them sugar and then get them off of sugar. Okay. <laughs> or, or have them go to grandma and grandpa's house and they'll feed them sugar and then they'll give them back to you. But the, you know, there's a reason why I decided in this life, very from a very early age, that the mother thing not gonna happen. Okay, so and I can't handle it. I can't. I I like kids. They like me. They I really do. I like them. I like them in small dosages. I don't understand why it's okay for somebody to call themselves a cat person or a dog person. But not if you say I'm really not a kid person, people are like, ah! and I'm like, it, it doesn't mean I hate them. I don't hate them. I just like them in small dosages. That's they're great. I'm sure they're wonderful. I don't want to live with them. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Well, uh, I, I'm going to give you a, a fairly controversial statement, and that is if if. You are not a hundred percent dying to have children. Don't don't. I'm helping this world by not having kids. <laughs> I knew it from very early on. I knew it from very, very early on. In fact, I, I didn't have I had one baby doll. All my others were adults. So they were either Barbies or they were um you know, they were like maybe you know 10 years old looking or something like that there. My baby doll, I held my baby doll. There's a picture of me I have. I held my baby doll from the foot. <laughs> and swinging. I don't care. I, I knew, I was like, if that picture doesn't tell you, I don't know what will. Anyway, we go off subject like we usually do. So a few more tips. Kiss the cat. Hug the dog. Walk with the horse. Animals calm our nervous systems down. That's why we have them in our lives. They're calm. The cat's purr has been known to heal. You know, has been known to heal the body, the mind. There's something about that purring. The dog, just petting the dog calms the nervous system down, makes you feel better. You feel loved. You feel their unconditional love. You'll appreciate this. I was watching uh, YouTube just the other day, and they were talking about uh, high anxiety stress disorder, mm -hmm. uh, which there is such a thing, apparently. And this guy had a uh, um, a service dog. Mm -hmm. And this dog was the only one. His wife couldn't do it. His kids couldn't do it. Yep. The dog was the only one that could calm his ass down and get rid of his disorder. Mm -hmm. um, and the dog knew when he was getting into going into that and would come up and, and say, Hey bud, I got you. Uh, yeah. Come here, pet yeah. me and I'll, and, and I'll lick your face and we'll yeah. be fine. So, yeah. And there's a lot of canine, uh, canine and, and vets, you know, uh, organizations. I don't think as many as there should be, but you know, they hook the, the 
canines up with the, the vets so that they can help them with the PTSD and just whatever else they're going through. And yeah, I mean, I talk about my orange ginger all the time. He's not here. He's in his hundred dollar bed that I bought him the other day. Um, but he's, he's, he's my grounding boy. And there have been several sessions where he's come up and he will come up, come up on the, 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 the desk and you'll see his tail and then he'll come and sit on my lap and he needs me to kiss him on the head. I, he will put his head in my face and I need to get, I need, and that calms me down. But he, he does that when he sees or he gets the sense that I'm getting either too excited or I'm getting stressed. Usually when I'm reading emails. So, you know, he'll come and he'll, he'll, everything's got to stop because I can't type. I got, I can't, I can't move the mouth. So unless I pick him up and put him down, which I do sometimes, but I have to stop and I have to stop and kiss the cat and I feel better. So I talked about the calming light that I used with Sydney, the bulldog calming light. I, I spoke, I had a session with a, a client yesterday and we were talking about this subject and she said, I could go to a happy place. She she goes to Lake Tahoe and she sees it, she smells it, she hears it, she the whole nine yards, she's there. In fact, she had a uh, a really bad um removal of, of some metal from her, her body that was, you know, hardware. And the the guy that was, she told me the guy that was doing it. Or, or the anesthesiologist, I can't remember which, said, uh, he, where did you go? You were gone. We didn't give you any anesthesia, so I guess it wasn't the anesthesiologist. But um, he said, we didn't get, what, where were you? And she's like, oh, I went. I'm, I'm, I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> she went to her happy place. That's her happy place. Whatever your happy place is, it's not always going to be the same. Find a place that maybe you've actually been to because that might be more real for you. That's going to calm your system down, okay? And that's something you can do if you can't get out of the situation that easily, like you're in a plane or you're in a and your mother's next in the car with you and you're just like, Mom, can you just give me a second? I need to go to my happy place. Just give me a second. You got to ask for it. You can't. Just assume it's going to be given. You have to, you have to find the words to express the fact that you are accepting the fact that you're triggered. You're triggered. You're accepting it, and now I move on, and I got to do stuff in order to save myself and feel better. The last thing I want is something that just came in the mail for me the other day. So, I'm a big believer in saging, smudging. Uh, clearing your space. I believe you clean your space. You need to clear your space. Okay. But you can't always do that. All right. So, and you can't always do that in your space. Sometimes the trigger is, is happening at work or something else like that there. Sage spray. Oh. Sage spray. Now there you go. And that's it. It's got sage in it. It's got cedar in it. It's from this great place called uh, Rebecca's uh, Apothecary in Boulder, Colorado. I love this place. This is where I send all my clients to get their flower essences. Um, it smells lovely. 
And I just, yeah, it just, ooh, yeah, that just, it makes me feel good. Sage spray. And, and that's it. You know, it's not going to bother if it bothers people or you just spread, spread it around your little cubicle or your, well, with COVID, um, whatever, whatever space. And you just clear yourself. You clear your, you just clear your, your space and, or, or clear yourself after you've come out of a very stressful situation. Just say, you know, something. I just got to clear myself, my energy. I need to clear my auric field, which is what the shadow level is, what I was talking about in the healing of the shadows episode that we did. So why bother? Why, why bother doing all this? Well, it's about feeling good. <laughs> feeling good has to be the number one priority. Everything, everything, like I said last week, grows from the fertile soil of feeling good. Okay. So if you're feeling good, your garden is growing. If you're feeling like crap, your garden is not looking so good. Okay. So you, there, there's got to be a way for you to make feeling good the number one priority. How about if you start your day every day and say, you know something universe, I'm going to make feeling good my number one priority today. Be good to yourself. I'm going to be gentle with myself today. I'm going to be good to myself. I'm going to talk to myself like I would talk to my own best friend. I'm not going to call my best friend a shithead. I'm going to call my best friend stupid. I'm going to call my best friend an idiot or dumb or ugly or anything else like that there. So I'm going to talk to myself like I would my own best friend. I'm going to make feeling good that dominant intent for my day. That's what, you know, many, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it, we, we have, we're so good at making the horrible our dominant intent. Let's throw that away. Cause I want to say, how's that working for you? All right. And the, the feeling good for me is the, the priority always. And this is why, and you know, be careful about what you listen to. Be careful about what you're watching. How does it make you feel? Do you feel, uh, like, uh, I can't, uh, I can't really, I'm getting, I'm getting a little, I feel like I'm getting a little triggered. This is upsetting me. This, there's some shows I can't watch. I still haven't watched the last season of Game of Thrones. Why? Because I got so upset when the dragon died. I can't go back to that. I, I'm triggered every single time I see it. I can't see it. Right now, right now, right now. But it doesn't mean that I, I'm not going to, you know, try again. But every time that dragon goes down, I, I get, I got so upset one time I was crying for almost an hour and a half straight. Okay. So I was like, okay, obviously I can't watch the last few episodes of the Game of Thrones. Okay. For, okay. For now, it's, it's, it's a TV show. It's a drama. It doesn't matter. It's it does not matter. It's what you're watching and what that that because whatever you're watching can be real or it could be memorex, but That's it's going to affect you. That's it's going to affect you. That's what movies do. That's what they're supposed to do. So I always give myself about ten minutes of watching a show or watching it or watching a movie, and if I don't feel good. In that 10 minutes, it goes off. It goes off. 
Because, I, and especially if I'm like, oh man, I can't, oh no, I can't see that. I will boop, turn it off. I got to, I got to, because if, if I don't see when you do this, you're, when you tune your nervous system and you get really, really good at it, you are going to know when you get just even hair triggered because you can't sit in it. Like you your, your tolerance doesn't get as good as it did as, as long as you did. I can't sit in stuff like I used to. I used to be able to sit in misery for weeks, years, months, years. I can't do it anymore. I don't have the tolerance for it. I'm like, whoa, no, I got to get out of here. Whoops, got to go. Got to go. You know, I'm out. You know, and it's like, it's about, it doesn't matter because that thing you're watching, that thing you're reading, if it is upsetting you to the point where it's deregulating your nervous system, you need to put it down and maybe regulate it and come back to it and see if it's still triggering you. And if it is, then I would probably say, don't watch it. <laughs> the the other thing that I really like about uh, what you're talking about and, and making it a habit of when you get up in the morning, decide the decide, and it's a decision that you make. You're gonna have yeah. a great day, and it's you know it's like it's like the people when you say hi, how are you, and they say oh not too bad. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to analyze what you just said. I'm not too bad. Okay, how bad is too bad? And and if it's is it I'm mildly uh, bad or am is is it bad bad you know so so get rid of those things don't right. don't use those it's got it got to be I'm good the like words this. words have power be careful how you use them that's it and and if you set yourself up for success um, and you use positive you know people say oh you know. That affirmation bullshit. That's just that's just that's it works. It's it sets you up for positivity. It, it does, it does. But let me let me tell you one thing. Of course, I gotta say one thing, right? Sorry about that. But um affirmations are extremely powerful, but like I said before, words have power. So you I can't use I, I can't tell you how many people have come I, I've met over the years and they say, ah, man, affirmations don't work for me. That's bullshit. And I'm like, okay, why? And they're like, well, I did Tony Robbins affirmations and I did Wayne Dyer's affirmations. It's like, well, that's the problem. Those are Tony Robbins affirmations. Those are Wayne Dyer's affirmations. They're giving you examples. They're not telling you to use exactly that. And if they are, Tell them bye-bye, okay? Find affirmations that work for you because if your mind screams bullshit when you're saying it, it's not for you. I'm a millionaire. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I need to do and say. I'm abundant. Yes, that works. I'm prosperous. Yeah, that works. Okay. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> You know, as soon as your mind screams bullshit, that's not for you. I'm worthy. That might be a reach for somebody. For me, it's okay. You know, I'm a horse. What <laughs> <laughs> well, You're absolutely right, my dear. By the way, when we started this little episode, we you said, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know if this is going to be an hour long. Or <laughs> no. It's like, are you are you freaking kidding me? We do that. We do this every Tuesday at noon. I hope you'll tell your friends because this is this is really. I got to tell you, this is really good stuff. And this, you can live your life by this stuff. Um, and you you can it can change who you are. It can change what you are. It can change. A myriad of things about what you believe about yourself, because mm -hmm. I tell you, when you when you believe positive things, and positive things begin to happen, and then it becomes a habit, you can do anything you want. Yeah. The world becomes your oyster. Yeah, nothing's impossible. Yeah, and once you recognize that, and and but you got to get it out of your mind and say. I'm abundant. No, you're not. You're just full of crap. I can't do that. And then you got to get Eeyore out of there. You know, you got to be, you got to be positive. You got to believe in yourself. And you, you got to make it a habit. It Remember, don't, it's not, it's going to take a while to get, you have momentum in this direction. You want to go in this direction. You, it's going to take a little while to get that momentum going. So just say, okay, it's going to take me a little while to get the, oh, I call myself an idiot. Okay, well, at least I recognized it. At least I recognized it and stopped. Exactly. Before I would have been going on a roll. Oh my God, I can't believe so. What an idiot am I? I can't believe how stupid I am. Oh my God, I'm such a fool. I can't believe. <laughs> oh my God, my mom was right. I was an idiot. I'm <laughs> you know, we, I learned this as a bus driver. Because there was a point in time when I said to myself, self, if you keep losing your shit that way, you're going to get your ass beat. Mm. And, and so I decided and made a conscious decision that I'm not going to get my ass beat and I'm not going to continue doing what I was doing. And I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it be, according to Paul McCartney. And I'm going to have and it's going to be OK. I think that was John Lennon. No, 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 man. That Paul McCartney wrote, "Let it be." No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's, it. that's that's right. I'm a Beatle aficionado because it's his mother Mary. In, in any event, uh, but uh, um, just take today, start this afternoon, be positive with yourself, and be kind. Uh, sometimes we're awfully tough on ourselves. Yep, absolutely. If you want to get in touch with uh, Coriel Kramer, I highly recommend it. Uh, and if you want to work with her, you there you can go to her website, which is CorielKramer.com. And uh, she will help you learn how to help yourself, which is what you do, really, isn't it? It is. It's how to help yourself, how to help your animals, how to get to know your animals on a deeper level. So... I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, Coriel, for being here because you. You, you make you make this such Tuesdays are so much fun for me because I really I really enjoy spending time with you and uh, and yeah. you, you're really and you're really really good. By by the way, I got to babysit uh, my uh, Labrador, my son's Labrador, over the weekend. I want my dog back. <laughs> I thought you were going to get a cat. I can't decide. I I I, I want to get something, but uh, uh, dog, cat, doesn't matter. Um, but there, you know, this Labradors have got such beautiful spirits. They're they're wonderful dogs. They are. 
anyway. So anything, by the way, this is a chance for you to tell our audience anything that you'd like before we wrap up. Yeah, just take, just take the time, you know, take the time to, to take care of yourself. Um, it is that important. And there's nothing more important than you. And I know you've got kids and you got this and you got that. But if you don't take care of you, you cannot take care of anybody else. That's it. That is so true. And, uh, you know, I've taken a new mantra that uh, that you gave me last week. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> I know you've said so much. You're a little frightened about what I'm about to say. And... Uh, um, uh, it, it's it, uh, equated to your cat that passed away, and uh, when uh, the day that the the cat passed away, and it's and they said no regrets to you. Peace. That's, yeah. yeah, that's 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 my new my new mantra. Oh. Uh, if you if everyone because because this happens so often, uh, if you talk to hospice workers, if you talk to people in hospitals, if if at the end of your days, at the end, on your last day, if you can say, I left it all on the playing field and I have no regrets, you've won. That's big. And so that's, that's, that's my new mind. That's going on a shirt. No regrets. Oh, I'm so, sure PC would love that. Well, the, I love it. Cats I'll get are, the shirt for sure. <laughs> cats are sometimes very wise. Amen. Very true. So thank you, everybody, for paying attention and listening today. Coriel Kramer's there. Go to CorielKramer.com. You're going to love working with her. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember... Take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.